0: We are on episode 167. You know, I think we need to start the count up The count 200. up to 200. Yeah, that's going to be, uh, it won't be that long. It won't be that long, we're getting there. be, be sometime uh, early year next year, like, uh, what, April, May? But anyway.
1: And then we can cancel the series. There,
0: We're, we're done. We're at right. 200, that the back, it's over. Yeah, back
1: in the day when they had all sitcoms yeah. and stuff, like 200 was the magic number. Yeah. And, you made to 200 you had a long running series yeah you were going
0: to be on tv forever forever yeah and they pretty much are yeah yeah so <laughs> anyway this is episode 167 and so uh, as you listen to the connecting faith to Life podcast just take a few minutes invite someone uh, you invite your friends you invite your family even invite your enemies that would be good too <laughs> probably your enemies would be helped just as <laughs> yeah, much so yeah um, yeah anyway yeah. facebook
1: twitter you got twitter. A lot of enemies pops you got a lot of enemies i I don't think so. I don't know if I do but I could. I'm sure I do. Who I knows? Always, always
0: love it when I'm standing up front. You asked me to stand up front. Never happened at this church, but many a time there's been time somebody walks forward and say, I have hated you for years.
1: Really? <laughs> yes. That's an encouraging altar it's, call.
0: It's about four or five times in my lifetime. <laughs> and, and you know,
1: <laughs> I've hated you and I still hate you or I don't hate you anymore? How no, they're usually, go they're for usually
0: you? getting it right, you know, and they'll come, <laughs> I've hated you for years, but the Lord has just convicted me. I can't be
1: that way anymore. What do and, you do after that? Like, that's...
0: Ooh, it's tough. Yeah,
1: like... Thanks, it's brother. Tough. I appreciate that. It's I, I mean, it's, I mean, usually <laughs> it's usually not
0: brothers. It's usually not brothers. It's usually sisters, yes. As a matter of fact, it's always sisters. Uh, uh, well, I love my l- sisters. L- let's just move right Lord. along. I,
1: I don't want to get into that conversation as to why I pop, so <laughs> let's just move right along.
0: <laughs> anyway, so invite oh, whoever goodness. you know, and uh, that happens. It's, it, uh, does it, happen. this is, uh, it does this, happen. This is ministry, and it's real.
1: Lots of things happen. You, you We could both tell. <laughs> we could do a whole series of podcasts. We, on, ought to, we actually would, ought to do one just for fun. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I don't know. You don't think so? Uh, It it would be interesting, that's Uh, for sure. We could tell lots of stories, that's for sure.
0: Anyway, well, there are lots of people that like to know more about how to understand biblical principles and and even to love your enemies. We (laughs) go through some of that. So it makes a difference in our lives every single day. And something else that really does make a difference in our lives, and that is this idea of communication. Yep. And when we talk about communication, we're not talking about radio antennas and TVs and Internet and all those things. We're talking about interpersonal communication where people... Need to learn to communicate, but it really is a difficult thing yep. to be able to do on an ongoing basis. Right,
1: right. We talked about that last week. Just kind of, yeah. Uh, we talked about the barriers, some of the, the, yeah. the negative side of it. You know, some of the barriers that we put up in communication. And so, on this episode, we'll talk more about the, about, about the positives, how to actually communicate better. So, so some of this will probably sound similar to what we talked about in the last ep- episode, but still will be good, good review and good to think through these things and just try to help ourselves to communicate a little better and. And speaking of communication, we're getting a lot of communication right now from our media because there's Mm -hmm. a hurricane coming.
0: Yeah, that's what they say. That's what they say. It shouldn't be a hurricane by the time it gets uh, to us, but it's going to be a rain event. You got your milk and bread? I have bought the store out. You bought the store out? I don't don't know where I'm going to get water, so I went and found as much water. Did you really? (laughs) No.
1: No. no. I don't
0: understand. I I have a 32-gallon garbage can. No joke. Just fill it up. <laughs> that, literally, I have, have that filled up, and I wash it out with Clorox and everything beforehand. And I fill it up, and you know what? It's plenty of water for a long
1: time. Yeah, yeah so, I went to the food line yesterday on my way home, not to get milk or bread or um, water, but because I was making chicken Alfredo last night. <laughs> needed some ingredients for for dinner that I was making, and got there and got in line. Lady, lady in front of me had just left Walmart. She left Walmart to come to the food line. Uh, she said at Walmart she'd waited in the checkout line for about an hour because uh, people were getting their milk and bread <laughs> and water and all their necessities for this couple inches of rain we're going to have oh, on Friday.
0: people are so fanatical when it comes yeah, to this Yeah, I've,
1: I've never understood that phenomenon. And never may, Maybe you're a milk and bread person. No, i have got Well, if you're listening, you're a milk and bread person. Yeah. I hope you got yours because it's gone now.
0: Yeah, hope you got mean, milk it, and you hope you got bread. The reality is
1: if, if a hurricane's coming and it's going to be big— I, I can think of a few more things I want besides milk and bread.
0: Uh, by the way, milk and bread. Well, the bread might last, but the milk is not going to last. The milk's not, not going to last because the refrigerator going out. Yeah, I, mean, I was in Hugo. You were in uh, Katrina. Yeah. And I'm telling you, when the electricity goes down, it's uh, pretty bread much. You done better for. have dry beans and
1: rice. <laughs> right.
0: Because seriously, yeah, I mean, it's just nothing, there, now nothing
1: when, there. When Hugo hit, and I know that was back in the 1940s, and you remember that well, pops I remember it well. That do. was actually, what, 1989 when Hugo hit? Yeah, 89. And so you were without power for... 17 days. 17 days. So when I was in Katrina, I was five or six weeks without power, so I oh, beat you. Oh, my yeah. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. I mean, it was interesting. So oh, we boy. we had a lot because, you know, the National Guard came in because it was just all kinds of craziness. Katrina was obviously very crazy. Um, but we ate a lot of MREs. Did you eat MREs during Hugo?
0: We didn't, but uh, the, the Salvation Army fed us, thank the Lord. Yeah. Well, we got
1: some of those meals, too. Uh, the Red, too Red that, Cross did yeah. not.
0: The Red Cross wanted us to pay money.
1: Oh really? And well, yeah, that, that's, and uh, that's I think
0: they've changed their ways. Yeah. I think Hugo was a changer, game changer for them. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, the, when, Katrina anyway, hit, butter yeah, when
1: Katrina hit, yeah. when Katrina had I remember the Salvation Army would come in and they would do a hot meal, one hot yeah. meal a
0: day. Yeah, we love the and Salvation that was, Army. That was really
1: cool. And then, but then you could get all the MREs you needed. And wow. No, we didn't. have They that. weren't half bad. They were. I mean, our, our sound engineer Scott, I, he was he was uh, in the military. I'm sure he's had his share of MREs. But you know, <laughs> yeah,
0: he's shaking yeah, his head.
1: Well, they 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 weren't that bad. That, yeah. That's what I want instead of milk and bread. Yeah, MREs.
0: MREs, just go buy a bunch of them. But they're like $20 a meal. I have no idea. They're expensive. I don't know. Go on eBay today. Well, I have
1: no idea. I just know when Katrina came, we we got for free. There you go. They last for like 45 years.
0: Anyway, we have been communicating. No, we have been
1: communicating. We should need to do that episode. About all oh, these
0: things, and so now we're uh, communicating to you.
1: Yeah, okay. So, so uh, like we said, last time we were together on the podcast, we talked about some barriers to communication, and today we want just, to just flip it a bit and talk about uh, uh, some of the positives or ways we can communicate better. Mm-hmm. And this is a big deal, right? Because because you think about communication. Um, God communicates to his people, he communicates to us through his word his written word and ultimately through through the living word Jesus Christ Amen. and so so God is a communicating God and 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 because he communicates to us we have the the opportunity to know him, right? Mm-hmm. You, you get to know someone through communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get to know you pops by, by just, you know, sitting around talking, I get to hear your mm-hmm. heart, what's going on in your life, all those kinds of things and vice versa. So, so important, uh, communication is really important. And, and the thing is, here's the reality. Every single one of us, whether you realize, whether you're an extrovert and like me and pops and like to talk all the time, or whether you're an introvert and, and, you know, your conversations are, are, are maybe not as surfacey sometimes as an extrovert might be right. Um, wh- whoever you find yourself on the personality skill, we all want the same things. We all mm-hmm. want to be known. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do. You want yeah. someone to, know, whether it's a you know, uh, just a handful of people or a lot of people, whatever the case may be. We all want to be known by somebody, known intimately, and we all want to know. We all want to know others. I mean, that that's just the way we're wired. We're wired for relationships, and the way relationships grow is through communication. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. Trey, if, if we sat in this room for a couple of hours just in silence, that that would be a pretty unproductive time together. And right? it'd be very
0: uncomfortable. Because be I got to talk. Too.
1: So so yeah yeah we were sitting around the table this weekend with uh, your wife yeah. at that that, that that birthday party we mm-hmm. were at and she was talking about you're a talker. Well, I knew that already because I'm, I'm with you every day. But man, she was just uh <laughs> just talking about how when you wake up at five o'clock in the morning, your mouth's ready to go.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's <laughs> no joke. Poor thing. She says, Can we just keep it quiet for a minute?
1: <laughs> yeah, and apparently you can't.
0: That's all right. <laughs> and I actually have to think of things that I don't want to tell Kelly. Yeah. Because yeah. I will just blurt them out <laughs> if I don't consciously think. Oh, you're poor. She wife. doesn't need to know your this. Poor wife. So.
1: All, all right. Way. So let's talk about some yes, ways sir. to communicate better the, the, the positives you want. Okay.
0: Five ways to be a better communicator. Uh, we're going to talk, first of all, be intentional
1: with your time. Yeah. So this is just real simple and practical. Just make time to communicate. Right. So, so if you're married or what the case may be, making sure you do set aside that time to, to, to have communication with your spouse or with the friends that you care about, just making sure you, you, you make the space Mm -hmm. uh, for that communication to happen. One of my, my favorite stories in the gospel, uh, and it's not a story necessarily about communication, but it does show just the intentionality of Jesus is a story where jesus makes the trip intentionally makes a trip to samaria mm-hmm. you know a place where, where where good jewish people they just tried to stay away from that place at all costs because of the bitterness between the samaritans and the jewish people but Je- jesus makes an intentional trip to samaria to see one woman mm-hmm. right that's that, amazing that he, he makes time for one woman uh, who who had been married uh, a bunch of times and who was who was sleeping with a man that was not her husband. And he makes time to visit her at a well, right? A woman, right? Who had who had the same need that everybody else has—the need to be known and the need to know—and mm-hmm. because of the way that she lived her life, uh, she had become an outcast in her community, an outcast in her society. But Jesus makes this time to stop and sit with this outcast and have the most important conversation with her that she would ever have in her life. He mm-hmm. made the time. It was intentional. It didn't happen by chance. Jesus planned it out. He made a point to go to Samarit- Samaria to sit and talk with that Samaritan woman. And the result was, right, uh, that 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 her understanding of who the Christ was, was drastically changed. And she became a follower of Jesus Christ. It was a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. He made the time to sit and have the conversation. Yeah, he, It's a big
0: deal. Yeah. I think all the time, you know, we, we want people to just know, who we are, and yeah. something something about our church and our pastors that I appreciate so much, is that if somebody, to my detriment many times, wants to talk to me or to talk to you. They do it, yeah. And you know, it, we're we're out there in the lobby. We want to communicate. We call people on the phone. We I call, try to, I call like yeah. three or four people yesterday. Yeah. You call people constantly, just trying to keep those uh, open communication yeah. going. Um, and that means so much to people. It just amazes me. Yeah. I was talking to a lady in the in the parking lot about mm. a week and a half or two weeks ago, and uh, I just asked her about her situation, what she was going through, and she uh, I prayed for her for a minute, and she told her husband, "You don't know how much that meant
1: mm. to me." Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. those are just just taking time, yeah. being intentional with your it's time a, to it's make. Space. And that's the thing we 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 yeah. we like to brag about how busy we are. Man, I'm so busy. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. The reality is, we, we get so busy that we don't take the time for things that matter most. Mm. And 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 the reality is, I mean, squeezing more stuff to do yeah. onto your to do list is not as productive as making time to invest in people and have those conversations that help people feel uh, wanted and, and needed and 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 valued. Right. So just valued being a, yeah, word. Yeah. That's right. Just so being intentional with your time.
0: All right. And number two. Ooh, this is a big one, and this is this is my fault. Yeah, think before you speak.
1: That's right. Now we, I think we talked about this a little bit last time, but but think about this, right? You think about Jesus going and visiting the woman at the well. Uh, he knew what he was going to say to her. Mm-hmm. He knew what the goal of the conversation was. He, he knew how he was going to invest in that woman. And so so you think about it, right? We talked about this last time. We have a tendency just to blurt things out, to not think before we speak, to just let our, our mouths just run crazy. And and just, to, again, a couple of passages that are helpful from, from the book of Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs fifteen twenty eight says, The mind of the righteous person thinks before answering, yeah. but the mouth mm-hmm. of the wicked blurts out evil things. The heart of a wise person, Proverbs 16, 23, the heart of a wise person is instructs his mouth. Oh boy. That's a good word. Yeah, It adds learning to his speech. So I'm telling my mouth to be quiet. Mm -hmm. Think, think, think before you talk, think, think before you speak. Right. Um, because, again, if the goal of communication isn't just to blurt off things, but if the goal of communication is to know people and to be known by people, you need to be thoughtful in mm-hmm. the things that you say. You need to be thoughtful in in not only the things you say, right, uh, but the tone of your voice. You need to be thoughtful in in, in your body language and the way the words are coming across. This is where, you know, you think about. Uh, media communication, text messaging, even even phone calls—they mm-hmm. they just fall short in good communication because when you and I Trey are in communication with each other, I can I can see your eyes, I can see your your body mo- uh, movements, I can I can read the expressions on your face. Uh, those are things that you just can't do in, in digital communication. Uh, so so there is a better opportunity for me to to know you and be known by you when we're sitting down having a face to face and and I'm being thoughtful in that conversation. And I think thoughtfulness in conversation is oftentimes me, asking you a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, yeah. What do you think about this? Right. Actually,
0: people that have the opportunity to talk about themselves, they think they think that you have become a great conversationalist yeah. when you ask them yeah. questions about who they are, what they've done. Yeah. Uh, tell tell me your story, how you're doing. You know, yeah. They love to tell you their story, yeah. even if they're introverts. Yeah, and that's they right. want people, as you say, to know who they are. Yeah, that's so.
1: it. When you begin to ask questions, you show people that you care and that you mm-hmm. want to know, right? And, and so you even think about Jesus um, with the woman in the well. I mean, that you know, they had this dialogue where Jesus was asking her, her questions. And mm-hmm. who, who, this, husband, this man you're with now, he's, he's, not, he's not your husband, is he? And just, you know, that, 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 that conversation is just so important. Being thoughtful, thinking about uh, what you're going to say before you say it, thinking about questions you might want to ask somebody to, to get to know them better. Just being thoughtful in that communication is just really important.
0: Yeah, and that kind of leads us to the third one because Jesus in his questioning for this lady, you know, I think he gave her hope. Yeah. Even though she was messed up, he gave her hope. Yeah. And so that leads us to number three, see good communication as a gift that you can give someone else.
1: Yeah. Because it really is. Communication is a gift. When, 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 when I sit down and I listen to somebody, I ask them questions, I make them feel or I make them know, not feel, but make them know that they're valued. Mm -hmm. And, and I value the time that I have with them. That is a gift, right? I mean, because the reality is, and you know this like I do, Trey, is that that we are only given a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you only have twenty-four hours in a day. Yeah, uh, you only have you know, so many hours in your life, and so to, and you're not getting any more.
0: Yeah, and once you spend it, you're finite. not getting it back, yeah. right?
1: I mean, uh, you, 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 it's one of those things that God has given us that we're not getting more of. That's just the reality, right? We are, every one of us, our days are numbered, numbered and our time is limited. And so to, to take the time that God has given you and to give it to someone else, that's a big g- uh, gift, right? And so just understanding that communication, when you sit down and you listen and you engage, you ask questions, uh, you try to encourage, you, you try to, to know and to be known, when, when you are investing in the lives of somebody else with good communication, it really is a gift. And so, so Philippians 2, this is just a great passage and it doesn't necessarily apply specifically to communication, but I think there's a principle here. Philippians 2, 3 through 4 says this. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look not to his own interest, but rather to the interest of others. And so I'm sitting down with you and I'm asking you questions. How's your day been? Mm -hmm. Hey, what's God doing in your life? What are you struggling with right now? How can I pray for you? How can I help you? Let me bless you. When I'm doing that, right, I'm putting your needs above mine. It's that gift, that gift of time, that gift of of, of, of uh, just spending that, that moment with you and hearing your, your thoughts, your heart. Those, those things are really, really important. And so just seeing that, seeing that good communication, when you give communication to someone else, you really are giving them a gift.
0: You are in our guest services ministry, and it's helped me a lot actually in regular communication. When, when we are actually have finished working them through, getting them into the worship service, getting them seated and all those things, we finish off giving them the service The last thing we ask them is, uh, is there any other way we can serve you because we We have the time. time. Mm -hmm. And giving that gift of time has helped me. Just saying that over and over again, multiple times on Sunday with my family, with my friends, with people that I interact with, you know, uh, about giving time. Yeah. Give time to them. So it's very important. Because that's
1: rally right? The the things on your to-do list can wait. Mm Mm-hmm. And the things on your to-do list, the reality is, and and, you, and and if you're listening, you might not believe this, but it's true. The things on your to-do list are not as near important as you think they are, right? You're exactly right. They just really aren't. I mean, and I, I, mean, I, I try to be very conscientious with my time. I've got lots of tasks I'm trying to get completed. Um, but listen, the reality is um, that that extra hour of sermon prep... Probably isn't as beneficial as having that conversation with somebody that needs to be had. But right? that's but that's tough
0: because I've is been there, tough. and it you're is in the tough. middle. You're thinking it you're, through. Right? Somebody comes in, they're going through a struggle right? or whatever. They just need to see you. But yeah, you know, know you and you go, oh.
1: you do. You, you're <laughs> like, man, I'm trying to get this done. But the reality is, yeah. is if I don't take the time to minister to that heart, when they hear me preach the next Sunday, not they're not gonna, really going to care. No. You know what I'm saying? Because right. they're thinking about what's going on in their life and and how. You know, I, I didn't spend that time with him or whatever the case may be. So, so, you know, I mean, those things on my to-do list aren't as near as important as I think they are. What, what is most important are the relationships that God has given me and the people that God has allowed me uh, to, to, to bless with the gift of my time.
0: Amen. All right. Number one, we talked about be intentional with our time. Second, we said think before you speak. Third, see communication as a gift. And then fourth, when conversations are contentious. Always work for peace.
1: Because this is the reality. Uh, because we're relational, um, we are going to find ourselves in conversations sometimes where conversations get contentious because mm-hmm. we're going to have differences of opinion because yeah. there are going to be those moments when, when you know, you're offended by someone else or you offend someone else, right? A lo- I mean, that's just reality. A lot of the conversations we have uh, just by the nature of being fallen people living in a broken world, a lot of the conversations we have are are dealing with conflict, right? A difference of opinion, right. or you did this and I did that. And, and we're, we're disagreeing now or where the case may be. Mm-hmm. And, and just remembering in those moments of conflict, uh, the goal of conversation is is still the same. The goal of conversation, even in conflict, is to know and to be known, right? I want to know your perspective. Why, why, why do you say that? Why are we having this disagreement? Let me hear your side. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and just that that idea of in those moments of contentious conversation, That that if you are giving the gift of your time, and if you are really wanting to know someone, and and if you're being intentional with your time, right, that you're striving in that moment to be a peacemaker. Jesus says this, right, in the the Beatitudes. Blessed are the peacemakers. That that is a calling on the life of every Christian, not to create discord or disunity. The calling on the life of every believer is to. Be a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. And being a peacemaker means I'm going to look for ways in this conversation where we disagree to show you grace, Amen. to understand you, to help you, right? So think about a couple passages. You think about um, Proverbs 15.1. This is one of those we talked about Sunday, uh, you know, top 10 Bible verses that that might be good for you to memorize, right? Everybody needs a top 10 list. This is this is one that, that I think is on my top 10 list, right? Proverbs 15.1, a gentle answer turns away anger, but a harsh word stirs up wrath mm. because it's easy in those contentious conversations to not be gentle. It's easy to want to be heard rather than to hear somebody else, right? We already talked about last time, I think James chapter one, where where James says be slow to speak, so to speak and quick to listen, right? Same thing. A gentle answer turns away a wrath, right? So so, so when that conversation, instead of being quick to speak, I'm going to listen and I'm going to be gentle in the way that I respond. That's tough, especially when you're feeling passionate about something and you feel like, man, I know I'm right, and I just want you to yeah. know I'm right. You we see, f-
0: We feel like we have to win the yeah. conversation, yeah, and we don't have
1: to win. No, you don't.
0: You know, that's you the big deal. Sometimes you do have, even with a husband and wife, you have to say, we're just going to have to agree to disagree yeah. on this one. Yeah, you know, and that, I, I, we just have different perspectives. Yeah,
1: and that's okay. I mean, that's something. I mean, so and, and the reality is, I mean, there are some conversations that you need to win, mm. right? If you're trying to rebuke someone yeah. in their sin, sure, they need to see the error of their ways. Sure, you need to win that conversation. But the reality is, it's not your job to win the conversation. <laughs> Right. right. You need to state your point and and show scripture and say, hey, this is what God says about this. Mm. But you're you're, you're not going to change the heart. That's God's responsibility. So even in that conversation where you are right, you know, you're right. You have the 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 the, the biblical authority uh, that demonstrates how right you are. Right. You can still respond with a gentle answer because it's God's job, not your job to win. Mm-hmm. To turn that heart to uh, to to change that attitude that that's in God's hands. So all I can do in that contentious conversation is speak truth and leave the rest in God's hands. Right? Think about this: to start a conflict is to release a flood. Proverbs seventeen fourteen. To start a conflict, some of us like to argue. Wow, yeah,
0: I've heard people yep. say, "Oh, I just love arguing."
1: And, and yeah, some of us like to wow. stir up the controversy. And yeah. if that's you, that's kind of sinful. Yeah. To, to have an attitude that says, I just want to get into a good argument, mm. uh, that that's not being a peacemaker. That is that is stirring up strife. That is mm. stirring up disunity, right? To start a conflict is to release a flood. Stop the dispute before it breaks out, Proverbs mm. 17, 14. Or think about this one, Proverbs 29, 11. A fool gives full vent to his anger, but a wise person holds it in check, right? Yeah. And so just the idea that... that just by the nature of living in a fallen world with, with broken people, we're going to find ourselves in contentious conversations, but it is your job as a follower of Jesus to always take the high road, to always be a peacemaker that Mm -hmm. honors the Lord. And, and, and to be a peacemaker again, I I believe that, that, that being a peacemaker, that's giving a gift to somebody else, Mm -hmm. right? That's putting the needs of somebody else above your own.
0: And going back to this win thing, we, not only do we not have to win, just because we're angrier and we're louder and we yell a lot and we're more passionate. That doesn't make you writer. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't <laughs> somehow change the effect. And the other side is just as true Just because you are quiet and gentle and caring and showing grace, that doesn't make
1: you a writer either. I know that's not worth. Yeah,
0: but it it doesn't make you a weak person. No, it doesn't. You know, you can still stand your ground. Yeah, yeah, which is hard for me now. You can still stand your ground and not get angry. That's right. So
1: that's right. That's right. And you know this. I mean, you and I, we 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 are oftentimes much more influenced by people who are able to stand their ground with 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 calmness. Oh yeah, with a sense of perspective. Who don't lose it? We're, we're often more influenced by that than we are by people who who just lose their minds in the conversation. <laughs>
0: We've been in I, both I situations. Been, well,
1: listen, I've never been yelled at, and come away from a conversation where I've been yelled at and said, "You know, you really are right." It just haven't.
0: Except my football coach, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Other than my football coach, I hear, but usually yeah. it just hacks me off even more. I'm like yeah. I don't want
1: to hear. If you gonna talk to me like that, I'm not listening to anything you're saying. Yeah. I'm just not. Yeah. you know, and that's just reality.
0: Amen. All right, and uh, number five. Learn how to time your words yeah. well. This is so
1: good. You think about a yeah, couple timing, of passages. Timing. Um, mm. Proverbs 12, 25 says this. Anxiety in a person's heart weighs it down, but a good word cheers it up. Or think about this. I love this one. Proverbs 25, 11, and 12. A word spoken at the right time is like gold apples in silver settings. A wise correction to a receptive ear is like a gold ring or an ornament of gold. So just something about that knowing when. Knowing when to... Um, give that word of encouragement, knowing when to speak that blessing into somebody's life, knowing when to say, Hey, I see what God is doing in you. You and you know you, you can think about people right now in your own life who you know are, are maybe struggling with a decision or struggling with something going on in their life and and right now you know you could drop a, a well timed word to to send that mess text message or to make that phone call and says, Hey, I just want to remind you that God loves you and, and here's here's why I see God doing it in you. That 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 well timed word uh the, the Proverbs say, Solomon says, man, that that's valuable. It's like gold, right? It's something to hang on to and cling to because it's so valuable, right? And it's just, just learning the art of speaking encouragement and truth into someone's life at just the right time.
0: Yeah, and it, there is times uh, that we get into a conversation, and like my wife will say, what did you tell them? And I said, well, honey, it just wasn't an appropriate time. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, that is the case. There are times that it, it's yeah. not appropriate that's to That's right. Say There's wisdom in knowing when uh, to not go further in the Especially when you're dealing with correction and yeah. truth. Yeah. You just sometimes have to be, you have, sometimes you have to prepare people to hear yeah, that. that's right. And if they're not going to hear it, it doesn't matter if you say it or not. That's
1: right. And I know like in, you know, especially in, in, in our uh, profession and doing a lot of counseling, right, I might need to wait three or four sessions before mm-hmm. I get to the heart of the matter because I just need to build that relationship exactly. so that when I say it, it will be received well. But that goes, you know, in in lots of different circumstances. Knowing when to offer that 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 word of correction and yeah. also knowing when to offer that word of encouragement—it's yeah. I mean, just—it's really takes a lot of discernment, a lot of me knowing you and you knowing me for us to get to that place where I can offer those well-timed words. And sometimes that well-timed word, it is a word of correction. And that's like gold, too. When when you're able to receive that word of correction and say, oh, yeah, I, I didn't think about it like that, you know, that that's a good thing. So just knowing how to time your words well in conversation is really important, too.
0: And I will say, men, this is a big deal for you. I, I know as a man, uh, we we tend to communicate with our wives. We tend not to communicate with our children. Uh, we tend to expect them to hear what we are thinking yeah. somehow. yeah. So, um, you know, my encouragement is is to concentrate and make this a skill in your life. That's right. That's To, right. to be a communicator. That's to right. Say, I need to say, t- I need to talk to my children. That's right. Uh, even if in, in our situation, there's two things that we did. Number one, we always had dinner around the table. Mm. Uh, that was the time we did. Of course, there were opportunities that didn't happen. But almost always we had dinner around the table. Yep. Opportunity to communicate, talk, carry on. Uh, but then we had family uh, called together family, uh, I think we call family meetings or something yeah. like that, and they knew that it was going to be something. But still, we yeah. were communicating. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. Sometimes it was good. Most yeah. time, it was things we needed to correct yeah. as a family. We don't. We don't have you
1: family know. meeting time. We have what we call family reflection time. Oh,
0: that sounds yeah. a lot better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. One of my sons hates it. Like, oh, not family reflection, time. not family <laughs> reflection, Tom. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you call
0: it, man. They figured it out. No, that, let's not
1: do that. I hate that.
0: Like, but okay. when, as they get older, they'll be thankful yeah, that you right. did communicate that's with them right. and that's let them right. know what was going that's on right. and what, what, what was happening. Um, well, Pastor, as we, as we finish up, um, you, you got a man out there, since we're talking about men in particular, and he's just plain old struggling. He doesn't yeah. say much to yeah. anybody, including his family, friends, yeah. nobody, nobody at work knows what's going on. Where does he start yeah. to try to get this process of communication going? Yeah,
1: yeah, you just do it. I think what would happen for you, if you're that person that struggles with communication, you will be amazed at the response you get uh, from that person that you love just by saying, hey, I just want you to know I was thinking about you today or praying for you today. Just dropping wow, a word yeah. of encouragement today in somebody's life that you love will be a big deal, and you'll be amazed at how that's received. That does take a step of faith because you're not used to doing that. But I promise you, if you take that step of faith, God's going to honor that, and you're going to see someone's face light up mm-hmm. as you make the effort to say, hey, I just want you to know I care about you. Yeah. It's a really big deal.
0: It is. Well, thank you, Pastor. I appreciate you sharing these this good word, very good word here today, and uh, get us ready as we prepare for next
1: All week. right. I do hope today's episode has been helpful for you, and if it has been helpful for you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review that helps us to get word out about our podcast, and as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.